love you, Chloe. I love you, Daddy. F-I-T with the Z. Time to get my fits on. Who's better than you? Nobody. What is up, Fitz? Everybody, Fitz happens. Time to get your fits on. And there goes the last DJ. F-I-T with the Z. Who plays what he wants to play. This is the Fitz show. Says what he wants to say. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, people everywhere, lovers of the world, presenting the one, the only, F-I-T with a Z, player. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fitz Happens Live from our radio hub for Wednesday, it's December 11th, 2019. And let me be the first to welcome you to our Hump Day professional broadcast. There's Drew. It is truly Hump Day because I feel like I'm straddling weekends. I'm right between them. Ooh. Stuck between the oh. weekends. I'm about as far away from weekends as I can get right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Drew's going to take a personal trip this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's going to San Diego and he San want. Diego. I'm the only person who knows why he's there. Yes. Ooh, really? Nobody oh. else knows, but you I can't know. tell anybody. It's not Comic Con weekend. It's not Comic Con. No, yeah, I would not know be going that. for that. He's going on show business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Oh. Hey, Claire, what's up with oh, what's up with you today? Oh, I just had a delicious chocolate chip cookie, and I wish I had four more, but I don't want to be a hog and take them all out of the place yeah. they're at. Yeah. Right over there is Ryder the Young. And what's up, Ryder? Was there a limit on how many cookies we were allowed to take? <laughs> <laughs> no cookie limit here. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I took like five. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. I'll be right back. Yeah. First come, first serve here. Amen. <laughs> what? I was like, cookie oh, limits yeah. cracked me up for some reason. Anyway. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. I was just, I, for whatever reason, the cookie limits thing just tickled my funny bone. I don't know why. Well... Whatever tickles your fancy. Well, this is the man who tickles my fancy more often than not. Our host, The Fitz. Only, there was that one time in New Orleans. Okay. Again, Just again, yeah. you can't tell anybody about but it. But now he no longer keeps his fancy out to be seen. So we're okay. <laughs> here's your watch, his fancy, don't let me down. Here's your watch, his fancy, don't let me down. Forgive me, Lord, what I do. Don't you know what? Get those you. shoes every time you're gonna know we're gonna go downtown. Mama's gonna move you uptown. Oh, and she did. <laughs> oh, and she straight up did. <laughs> so what do you guys want to do today? Oh, you know what I want to do today? Sing Reba. We could sing Reba. Or um you know, I, I was telling you guys about that eighty three year old guy in, 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 in near Houston who wrote that Christmas song fifty four years ago. Ooh. And oh, now you gonna hear it today? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it again. He's trying to make it go viral. I hope we, yes, I'm gonna play it for you again today. Okay. Again, this is like an 83-year-old guy, and his only dream was to have his song on the radio, his Christmas song. Ho, ho, coming down the chimney with the sack full of toys, girls and boys, find on Christmas morning. And now it's going viral, and there's radio stations all across the country playing it for him. that Christmas is here. Ho, ho, ho. This morning. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I love it. Spirits Eats. in the air today, you guys. Yes, feel like a little kid is. again. All right. Hey, reach out. Say what's up. Uh, send us a Facebook instant message. Go to Facebook, search Follow Fits, and here comes Wednesday. Let's go. 
It happens live. And now, and here's now, my now. daddy. It's time for your Why Are You Kidding Me? Stories of the Day. Thank you so much. Always standing by, reporting the news that didn't make the news. If you have any What Are You Kidding Me? stories, send them to me. Go to Facebook, search Follow Fitz out of Las Vegas. Oh, look, a little pigeon in a hat. <laughs> what? Where? Someone posted a video of some pigeons in Las Vegas wearing little tiny cowboy hats. (laughs) What? (laughs) Were they at the Jason Aldean show? (laughs) They were visiting town. No, they were not at the Route 91 recent show. Okay. No, they were not. Uh, But they do like country music, obviously. Clearly. Claire, these these hats, though, are making people mad now. Because apparently everybody's like, oh, look, it's a little little pigeon in a cowboy hat. But apparently they've been glued on. Oh. oh. Okay, Dude. that ain't right. Oh, well, that makes sense because pigeons don't have the kind of ears that the hat can set on. Right. So Plus, they can't stay on. Where's a pigeon? St- little strings on them. Yeah. True. Where's a pigeon going to get a cowboy hat? Really? Where does anyone get a cowboy hat? They yeah. bought it at the Love's Truck Stop. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense. So a group yeah. of animal lovers, they're trying to, uh, uh, to find the birds now and rescue them. At first, I thought, oh, my God, that's cute. And then I was like, wait a minute. How did they get those hats on there? Did they glue them? And then what does that mean for them? Is it something that's going to impede their flight, attract predators? They are basically seen as, like, the homeless of the bird community. I went and I found the original guy who posted it, and I asked him, you know, where did this happen? He gave me the location, and we drove all up and down here yesterday for two hours just handing out business cards to any location where I saw pigeons hanging out and people. Like, if you see these birds, feed them until I get here. I'm only three miles away, and then I'll come trap them. I, you know, I worry about that lady though. What does she do for, just, for life? Okay, because if that's what she's doing during her day, I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's contributing to society. Imagine is it? if she put that same energy into helping people. Right. What I want to think, I'm imagining the people who she drove up and down speaking to. She said she was handing out business cards. She said, if you if you see a pigeon in a cowboy hat, call me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's my like, card. Okay. Look for a pigeon in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Have you ever seen Home Alone? Yes. You know the little pigeon lady? Yes. Yes. yes that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking about. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. All right, page yep. two. Why are you kidding me? And now, folks, <laughs> another special animal story. I'm going to take you to a beach. This is titled, oh, look, a penguin that sounds like a donkey. At the beach? What? It's a penguin. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. That sounds like a donkey. Some guy filmed a penguin on a beach. And yeah, yeah, they're all over certain beaches around the world. And uh, uh, doing a mating call, apparently, that sounds, again, I do want to say that this is a penguin. But this is the kind of stuff you get only during the What Are You Kidding Me story. (laughs) That's right. Let's see. That is a penguin. What? That is a penguin. Sounds like Drew after he has chili. Yeah, it really does. Oh, my gosh. Is that you asking for more chili, Drew? Or is that In my just... special way, yeah. Right. That's me thanking the chef. Hey, excuse me, I was the chili. I think, that's, uh, I think that tells you everything you need to know. And there you go. You got the... What, what are, are you kidding, kidding me? me? Stories of... The day. Fitz happens live. This is the Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. Uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago, you guys, we found out that uh, my buddy Drew over here, uh, we found out that, you know, well, I've always known this for a long time, but he's got a, a sleeping issue. He sleepwalks. He is, he's woken up, you know, in the front yard. 
Sometimes uh, there was one time he was behind the wheel with no keys. He was just sitting in his car. Oh. We had another and in, in, uh, in various other instances. But there was another moment last night. It went down where Drew's girlfriend, Jill, discovered something in the early hours of the morning. Yeah. Well, tis the season. Yeah. Um, to be sleepwalking. To be sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Apparently, I'm a festive sleepwalker because we, okay. we just bought a Christmas tree. We haven't even decorated it yet. We just bought it. You know, you buy it and you dry it out and you mm-hmm. set it up. Yeah. Uh, so early this morning, really early this morning, like 2.30, I think it was, yeah. she said. Yeah. Um, she heard me moving around because that's yeah. what happens. I slip out of bed and I move around. And you, I, I don't know if I bump into things or what, but she came out into the living room and she saw me standing at the Christmas tree, just oh, standing in front of it, staring at it. That oh. is petrifying. Were you singing carols? No, but that I was mumbling. Petrifying. You were mumbling. Because I talk in my sleep. Oh, and, and so oh, a lot of time during sleepwalking, you talk because you're semi-ambulatory. Oh, my right. God. What? So you're telling me she walks out in the middle of the night. She sees you just standing by the lit up Christmas tree, sort of doing like gibberish. Yeah. Was she not petrified? <laughs> She's used to it. Yeah. By now. So, so at what point, um, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about this because this is something that Drew does a lot. Mm. Is there anything you could do from a medical standpoint to help you out with, with, with sleepwalking at all? I don't, have, I don't you, know. have you thought I, about checking on it? Like, at, at what point do you think you are going out at night and doing crazy stuff? I don't think. It, it, this, is, this is natural sleepwalking. This isn't like ambient sleepwalking where people do stuff. There's nothing natural about standing next to a Christmas tree sleeping in the middle of the night doing gibberish. Well, that's, not, that's as natural as can be. What's wrong with that? I think Jill's best solution is to keep the ornaments next to it so at least she'll decorate it like <laughs> <Yeah>. that, right? <laughs> God bless us. Hey. Maybe, maybe if she would have left me there longer, I would have. I'd just be more Or tired. maybe Claire, he could put the star on top of it. He yeah. could. All right. Uh, anyway, keep us updated, will you? You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. It's Choose Your News. It's Choose Your News. Everyone on the show is about to pick a headline that we think you need to know today. It's Choose Your News. You know, just because it's cool every once in a while to take little shampoo bottles or take some soap and maybe the occasional pen from hotel rooms <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean you could steal other things like, I don't know, say a mattress. Oh, my gosh. Wait. How, uh, how would what? you? Apparently, uh, this survey just asked four and five star hotels around the world what kind of stuff that they had stolen in the past couple of years. This blew me away. Believe it or not, 5% of hotels say that they've had someone steal a mattress. You know, how do you steal I, a mattress? Look, your credit card's on file. They're going to notice the mattress missing right. and they're going to put it on your card. Yeah. Also, it won't fit in your suitcase and you can't throw it out a window because you can't open the windows. Yeah, but mm. you could. But I, I could see the. Uh, a real crafty crook might just yeah. stay up till four in the morning and do it when no one's looking. See, haul it down the hall. Here's the thing: if you can steal a mattress from a hotel, I feel like you deserve to keep it because <laughs> that no, is not. You don't sound deserve easy. to well, keep it. Well, I mean, if you like stayed at a Motel Six or something oh, no, like that, it's probably pretty easy to steal a mattress. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, that's not the mattress you're stealing. Yeah, they I'm said not... five star hotels. Yeah. Oh, that's true. The, the best, the best <laughs> dissuasion <laughs> for this kind of crime should be just telling people, you know, like a thousand people have slept on that mattress. Yeah, right. Really want it your house? Deserve the mattress. Such a good point. Don't put that black light on it. No, oh, do yeah. not. Don't ever do, not. do that in a hotel room. Never. Don't ever do that in a hotel room. I don't room. want to know. Oh, all right. Dear. Let's go over to Drew. Choose your news. We all love our cell phones. There's no question about that. It's part of our lives now. We're, we're connected to it at the hand. But did you know that your cell phone could be hurting you, or at least a lot of people are getting hurt 
Over 4,000 Americans are injured every year by their smartphone. Not specifically Sitting by the smartphone, it. but by using their smartphone. Mm-hmm. The injuries range from bumps and bruises. You know, like you're using it and you bump into something because yeah. isn't the greatest thing you ever catch sight of is someone walking down the street on their phone and they run into a pole? Yes. That's, <laughs> on, the, that's on the low end. But the high end, of course, is automobile accidents. More serious stuff where oh. people are distracted and cause the injury and they are crediting that to the phone. The number has tripled since 2007 know, when the iPhone came you out. You could even go beyond that. What about like cell phone elbow? Like you ever yep. lay down at night and have your cell phone up above your head and your elbows start hurting? It's I a have re- that. Google it. It is a real yeah. thing. I get a cramp in my hand. You know, like uh, Drew. This is, a fa- this is a family show. On the cell phone. This is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, Claire, choose your news. <laughs> okay, this is a sad story, but it's also very inspiring. Uh, the man who himself inspired the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge a few years ago has passed away. 34-year-old Peter Freitz lives in the East Coast. He played baseball for Boston College, very active guy, and then he was diagnosed with ALS a few years ago. But using social media, before the crazy, stupid challenges that we all do, this was one of the very first ones where he and his friends did this challenge where you need to dump a bucket of ice water over your head, challenge someone else to do so, but at the same time, they had to make a donation in order to fight ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. So you are talking about the 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 one that I'm sure yes. we all did, right? The, the one that we all did. We all dumped a bucket. We all made a donation, and we also and we all called out all of our friends on social media, and they did it too. To what the ALS Foundation called the single greatest year of donations mm. in their history. $220 million. Wow. And you're talking about the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yes. Wow. And and nothing I don't think has ever been quite as yeah. big since, but it was all because of this man, Peter Freitz. And let me ask you, uh, did he choose like the Ice Bucket Challenge because is that sort of like the feeling that they experience yep. with that... That sort of paralyzing sensation the, the that they have. The, yeah, that disruption to your nervous system, that complete body freak Shock. out. He said yes. that is as close as he can get you to relating to what ALS wow. can feel like My to gosh. A, someone who suffers it. Man. So there you go. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. Is it, uh, if you are underneath the mistletoe, does it mean that you are under a, a legally binding contract that if you're underneath the mistletoe with someone, do you have to lay a big old smoochie on them? And if you do, is it cheating to kiss someone under the mistletoe if you have somebody in your life? I'm going to begin with Drew here. You, you got a little smile on your face. I'm a little worried about your response here, Drew. <laughs> I can tell you're really thinking this one over. I, I am because I thought I had a cut and dry answer, and then I started looking at some of the texts coming in. I started really giving them consideration. <laughs> I was ready to say, absolute cheating, forget it, unacceptable under any terms yeah. in any way. But then I started thinking, well, what if it's like a, what if it's, because I was thinking my girlfriend, I was like, would I want to see my girlfriend kiss anyone under the middle t- mistletoe? Heck no, right? Forget it. Right. No way. But then I thought, what if it was like a sweet little old man, and it was a little quick pick, peck on the cheek, and you know, that kind of thing. Okay. That, then it'd be kind of cute. But uh-huh. so it's sort of like an age-appropriate thing, and so definitely the, the, it's, it's the condition of the kiss. It's cute if it's an old man who kisses her, <laughs> right? But it's somebody younger, it's uh, completely off limits. And it's got to be like a cheek, peck yeah. on the cheek, like mm. keep the lips out of this. Keep the lips out of this. Is it cheating to kiss someone under the mistletoe, Claire? You know, I'm the opposite of Drew. When I, when you first brought this up, I'm like, oh come on, it's fine, it's mistletoe. What could possibly go wrong? But the more I thought about it. I think there are people who probably do take advantage of the, let's call it, mistletoe situation uh, (laughs) in order to manipulate their things to their benefit. So I'm going to stick with Drew. I'm going to say peck on the cheek is fine. 
Smooch on the lips is not good. If somebody ever walked up to my wife and tried to kiss her in any way, shape, or form, uh-uh. I'd be getting that mistletoe and jacking them up with it. Really? Pop one in the kisser. Absolutely. If she came in here and she was standing under the mistletoe yeah. and either me or Ryder or Drew pecked her on the cheek, you wouldn't like that? <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe it's different with you guys. I, well, first of all, I would what is it. my what is my wife going to be doing standing underneath the mistletoe alone? Yeah, that's, that's one. That's thing. much more of a male thing. Like girls don't stand in the mistletoe and go, "Fellas," but but <laughs> guys do that. Like See, men will stand in the going, "Hey, ladies, yeah. check me now out." Now you're getting into creeper territory, and yeah. I don't want to think that way about mistletoe. I want See? mistletoe to be a charming holiday event. It's supposed to be an accident. Like, oh, whoops. Exactly. See, th- with the mistletoe, there should be a rule of goatee, which is a lot like the rule of thumb. If you go around the goatee, you're fine. But if you go inside the goatee, oh, mm-hmm. so no you got to no. establish a kissing border. You got to have a boundary. So if you're looking at that special girl and she has a boyfriend, and she's got a goatee, she's, she's got, got a goatee. Forty-seven <laughs> percent of people say they would consider it cheating. Really? Thirty-eight percent said they wouldn't consider it cheating. Uh, apparently, this is interesting. Women were more forgiving of mistletoe kisses. Oh. Forty-one percent say it's not cheating, versus thirty-four percent uh, of men. Hey, Charlene. Hey, Charlene. What's up? Well, I am agreement with uh, most of you. I I think that if it's a peck and it's a peck on the cheek, it's no big deal. Yeah. I I hang a mistletoe in my house. See? Every year. Isn't that nice? Wow. Every year. It's a tradition. I bet you all the delivery guys just love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly my grandkids love that. See? There you go. You know what you should do is just hang a little mistletoe over your front door. (laughs) And then just do it. The packages come to the side door. Oh, okay. The side door entrance. The old side door. Sneaky, sneaky. I'm going to be watching you, Charlene. (laughs) He's hilarious. This is The Fit Show. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Wednesday, and stand by for The Fit's Files, the good, the bad, and the gossip on the way in just a little bit. What's it looking like? Was Steve Harvey just an innocent fall guy in his latest Miss Universe wrong card reading? We have the latest on some potential backstage shenanigans. Oh, the shenanigans. All right, folks. Um, really, thanks to the viral Peloton ad. And Claire, will you explain the Peloton ad that, that's got everybody right, in so this big uproar right now? Peloton is this exercise bike, and it basically comes with a video system where you can take classes online along with people from around the world. And there was this ad that went around where the guy buys his wife a Peloton bike for Christmas. And the montage is a whole year of her... She's already a skinny fit woman, but getting even skinnier and fitter and only watching these videos. And a year later, she shows him a montage of how great she looks. But a lot of people misinterpreted that as he thought she was fat. She needed to get exercise. And uh, she was basically a prisoner for a year getting fitter. So almost (laughs) as if he was pushing this gift upon her to lose weight. Hey, honey, here's some way to lose weight. So now, apparently, that sort of gift is called a take the hint. Gift. It's Uh-oh. a take the hint right. gift. And about one in five people say that they are planning to give what they call a passive aggressive take the hint gift. Oh. And <laughs> that includes 26% of men, 17% of women. So you're probably wondering okay, what kind of take the hint gifts uh, will people be giving? Deodorant or perfume Ooh. is one. Wait, deodorant oh, for Christmas? It's a take the hint gift. That's okay. a stocking stuffer. 
It is. Perfume, I guess. Sounds like, Drew, that you've given some Take the Hint gifts before. Huh. We did. Uh, yeah. So, sometimes you have to do that, right? Breath Isn't mints? it better? Is it better to be <laughs> cruel than be kind? Wait, it's better. Yeah, it's be- sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. That's yes. what it is. That yeah. is true. <laughs> but not okay. at Christmas. So you wouldn't give anyone a, a, a Take the Hint gift of deodorant or perfume. What about a cookbook? Like a, a low calorie. That's cookbook? a very. Po- I, oh. That's probably oh. the single most popular uh, take the hint gift for all time. Yeah. The low calorie cookbook. Yeah. Just a cookbook. A lot of people are like, "Hey, why don't you read this?" But a low calorie. Huh. Check out cookbook. page thirty-five. Ooh. What about right. this? A self-help book. Oh. <laughs> oh, now that's yeah. a hint What's that one, one that just came out recently? You're a kick-ass. Or, 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 I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's something like that. Yeah. Oh no, the name of the book was "You're a Badass." Oh yeah. And everybody, you know, read this book. They're like, "Yes, yeah, sir." And I'm like, "If you have to read the book, right? Right? Maybe you're not." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. And you know what? If you're not reading the book, ain't gonna make you one. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Exercise equipment obviously is a take the hint gift. Mm-hmm. Cleaning supplies. Right. Like a vacuum cleaner? Mm, yeah. That's not yeah, that's not a good gift. What about breath mints? Oh yeah. 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 That's I mean it's, a great it's on the cheaper the side, gift. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a little pack yeah. of Mentos all wrapped up just for you. Would you would you if somebody gave you Mentos, would would you think, Oh, that's nice, or would you think, Oh, are they giving me that because I have doo doo breath? No, oh, I, I like Mentos. Now so. the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate gift of that type would be some kind of subscription service where new breath mints oh. arrive every month. Like like the Jelly of the Month Club, you've got the breath mint of the month club. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. A great idea. <laughs> new breath mints come in every two weeks. Oh, boy. Just letting you know, it's the Fit Show. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fist Files. So basically, poor Steve Harvey, yet another uh, reading the wrong thing on the wrong card of the Miss Universe pageant. Last year, it was the winner. Mm. This year, it was the winner of the costume contest. And basically, he said one thing, and the lady standing next to him said, no, no, I won. It's my country. Here's the thing. The Miss Malaysia, who was standing on stage next to him, was told by pageant directors that she had won, and she needs to go out there and get on stage next to Steve when he reads the card. But the Philippines had actually won the online <gasps> voting, which is what decided oh, no. it. That is what was written on the card, and that is what Steve should have read. And that's what he, he did, did read. read. That's yeah. what he did read. But the Miss Malaysia lady was told, get out there, get out there, you won. And so when he read the wrong thing, she was like, oh, Steve, you read the wrong thing again. She said, actually, it's Malaysia. Right. Exactly. So I feel bad for Steve Harvey oh, now. You know what? He handled it right. He was like, you know what? Back off. He said, yes. y'all got to stop doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he handled it perfectly. Oh, he yeah. did. He did handle it perfectly. So now the question is. Why did they do that? Did they, did the did the producers of the pageant feel like her costume was better and they don't mm. care what the online voting was, Ooh. or was there some other kind of thing going? Or on? Did I don't they blame just the want girl. another another viral moment, right? You know, remember how big that, that was last year? It, right? it circulated for yeah. weeks. That's the most attention Miss Universe has had in That's years. So they probably impossible. thought, let's recreate it. What's what is Steve Shrapnel? Come on, man, that ain't right. Poor yeah. Steve. Uh, Steve speaking, can handle it. Speaking of people who who are looking for sympathy and not getting it from me, trouble in Kardashian land. Uh, Kim and Chloe are ticked off at Courtney because she is not working as hard as they are in production of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, apparently, Chloe, Kim, and Courtney have equal contracts for on camera as well as executive producing duties, and Courtney has been MIA, totally slacking on the job. Courtney's response: She needs her privacy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Maybe oh, here all... you got it. You're fired. Guess what, girls? You all get your privacy. Yeah. Privacy poor don't Chloe. pay the bills. I just saw a poor picture of Chloe. She's just—it's like they live underneath the knife. You know, Yo, it's like yeah. she's not even the same person. I, no. I feel yeah. so bad. 
Yeah. They feel like they have to do that. You wonder if each of them actually knows who they are and what they actually look like. Underneath like all themselves. that. Yeah. yeah. No, I very much doubt it. And Vanna White, after 37 years of walking around and pointing at letters, actually got to talk quite a bit last night. She made her debut hosting Wheel of Fortune, filling in for Pat Sajak, uh, who needs some surgery. So it's going to be a few weeks that Vanna's there. Uh, wow. Vanna actually did a great job until the very end when she went to give the wheel its final spin, something she's apparently never done before. All right. Well, Rochelle, you're going to start that round, but I'm going to give the wheel a final spin. That wheel is heavy. Oh, no. My first spin. Look at that. Oh, whoa. No, I'm looking at the wrong arrow. How do you do this show? (laughs) I was going to say, nobody knows that more than Vanna, though. She has seen that done 250,000 times. Exactly. And yet, somehow, under the lights and all that stuff, she looked at it the wrong way. But I find it hard to believe that's her first time spinning it. Because don't you imagine Pat and Vanna backstage having a couple at the end of the show and going, hey, let's spin that thing. Yeah. (laughs) Bet I can spin more than you. (laughs) She's probably, what, 87 now, and she looks great. She sounds great. She looks great. She's 62, and she looks freaking fantastic. She looks awesome. I know. Beautiful Vanna. very proud of her. All right. There you go. You got the good, the bad, and the gossip. If you got the Fitz files. The legendary Fitz happens live. Fitz, Fitz, with an F, with an F. <laughs> Fitz happens. Fitz, it's the Fitz show. Welcome to Playlist Profiling. Can we decode your life and learn everything about you based off of three songs from your personal playlist? We're going to profile our mystery caller. We do not know anything about this individual, okay? We're going to try to guess their gender, their age, what they drive, their profession. Are they single or married? And how many kids based off of three songs from their playlist? After we make our profiling guesses, we're going to reveal the identity of our mystery caller and see who came closest to profiling them. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and you know, get something to take your notes with. You know, a pen, paper, tablet, iPad, your phone. Okay. Song number one, Luke Combs, one number away. I'm one number away from calling you. I said I was through, but I'm dying inside. Got my head in a mess, girl. I confess, I lied when I said I'm leaving. I'm coming back. Song number two, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Landslide. And if you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills Where the landslide breaks down And if you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills Where the landslide breaks down And song number three, Sublime, Santeria. Oh, I love that song. All right, based off of those three songs, we are all going to attempt to guess our mystery caller's gender, their age, what they drive, their profession, are they single or married, and how many kids, and I'll give you a couple of seconds to do just that. (laughs) 
It's Fitz. I think this individual is definitely a female. This is a female, you know, the Santeria. You know, I, I definitely feel the, you know, the landslide. She's, she's screaming out. She's had some relationship issues. Uh, she often thinks about her college boyfriend with Luke Combs one number away. She's thinking that her former college boyfriend will eventually send her a, a Facebook message, right? Slide into the DMs. But mm-hmm. that's not going to happen because she's married. First of all, she's a female. She's 40 years old. Definitely drives an SUV, probably like a Jeep Grand Cherokee. She's in real estate. She is married with two children, and that is right on. That's a profile. All right. All right, Drew, what about you? You are right that it's a female. I I felt her here. I heard her here. She's 44 years old. She drives a Toyota Tundra. Now, you were correct that she's on the road a lot, but it's not for real estate. It's because she works for a shipping company or maybe package delivery. What makes you get that? Very busy this time of year. I I just got the feeling that, that... the song combination sounds like when you're on the road and you're thinking of someone, you're thinking because you got a lot of time on the road. That's Whoa. where I get it. Ooh. Shipping company, package delivery. She's single now, divorced. That's the one number away. She's thinking, oh, I'm going to pick up the phone and call that guy. I, <laughs> she's so close to calling sometimes. No. Two kids. <laughs> I'm going to pick up the phone and call that guy. <laughs> That's what one number is about, isn't it? <laughs> Claire, your profile. Okay, I think you guys are off about the female thing. I think this is a man. Now, the reason you guys think it's a woman is because of Landslide, the yep. Stevie Nicks in there. But that is not just the domain of women. That's a classic song. Oh, everybody, yes, it is. Everybody <laughs> can relate to what it's like when things just aren't going your way. So I think this is a man. He's 37. Now, uh, I believe that he's a service writer for a, an automotive service department. Right. And the reason I think that is because I think that Santeria is like a little hint when people are coming in and go, oh, come on, why does it cost so much money? Can't you just fix this? Can't you just fix that? Okay. And he just wishes, he's like, you know what? I don't have a crystal ball. Right. Get away from me. This is what it costs. He drives a Honda HRV. He's divorced. So technically that's single with no kids. Okay. Ryder the Youngin, your playlist profile. I definitely think this is a male. I'm going to say he's around 33 years old just by the music choice alone. Uh, Why is that? That's old music. A 33-year-old dude that listens to Landslide? What do you mean based off of that uh, uh, of the music alone? I listen to Landslide. Whether it's Smashing Pumpkins, Fleetwood Mac, or Dixie Chicks, it's an amazing song. See? That's I what I'm telling you. I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if I buy Sublime? it. Sublime's yeah. timeless. You don't have a right to listen I'm to that music. music. <laughs> you do not have a right to listen to that music. And then Luke Combs. Everybody knows Luke Combs now because also Wait. I look like him. Also, uh, <laughs> I think he's driving a Ford Focus. I think he's an eighth grade history teacher. Huh. Uh, I think he's recently divorced, so he's single. Two kids. Coming up, part two in minutes, the big reveal for playlist profiling. It happens live. The Fit Show. We are back with playlist profiling. Welcome to the show. If you are just tuning in, we have a mystery caller on hold right now, and we don't know anything about this mystery caller. We don't know anything about them. All we know is three songs from their personal playlist. And based off of these three songs, we're going to try to guess their gender, their age, uh, what they drive, their occupation, are they single or married, and how many kids. In seconds, we're going to reveal the identity of our mystery caller. I'm one number away from calling you. I said I was through, but I'm dying. Inside, my- and if you see my reflection in the snow-covered hill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for. Mystery caller, are you a male or a female? I am a female. Oh, yes! 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 Yes, I felt that female energy. I felt your female energy. I really did. 
Mystery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Mystery caller, how old are you? I'm 21. Oh, what? man, what? throwing me for a loop. What do you drive? A Volvo XC70. Okay, Drew, what kind of a vehicle is that? It's a wagon. It's kind of an SUV. Okay. All right. So I'll take a point for that. <laughs> and what is your profession? Uh, I am a lead teacher at a daycare. <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. Ryder had teacher. Oh, Ryder, way to go. Teacher. Are you single or married? I'm single. And do you have any children? No. Okay, give us just one second. We're all going to do our calculations and tabulations. Drew is going to figure out who actually came closest to... To profiling you. One moment, please. All right. All right, Drew, what's it looking like? Talk to me. Talk wow, to me. Listen to this. Listen. So this was a three-way tie, so I'm going to have to go to a, a breaker. I had female and single. That's two points. Claire had single, no kids. That's two points. Ryder had single and a teacher, so that's two points. Fitz, you had uh, female and you know SUV. That's a point. So that's pretty much so really it's I'll a four way it. tie. So I'll how do it. we go to the breaker? She's only twenty one years old. The youngest number given by quite a bit was Ryder at thirty three. Oh no, that's the tiebreaker. Can't that's be. the win. Yes, Ryder the youngest. Yes, taking it away. Got it. Wow. <laughs> All right, mystery caller. What is your name? Uh, Brittany. And does it feel weird to be profiled? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, let's go. This happens. It's the Fit Show. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. So I couldn't wait to share this with you. I have a buddy. His name is Eric. Eric is a producer for a radio show in Houston. And uh, my buddy Eric talked to him you know, a couple times a week. He found uh, um, basically this guy who had always wanted to have his song on the radio. And an 83-year-old guy in Texas near Houston named Johnny Gondinson, he wrote this Christmas song for his kids 54 years ago called Christmas is Here. Hmm. And it never got released. You know, he just kind of recorded it and played it, you know, for his kids over the years. But now it's gone viral. And now, now there's radio stations all over the country who've started playing it. And I want to see what you think about it. It's very, very catchy. It's called Christmas is Here. Ho, ho, ho. What I could do with that. And I stayed up to 3 o'clock in the morning and I wrote the song, the words to it. Christmas is here. I would love the song to go all around the whole world and all the children could hear it. I'm 83 now. I want something to happen to this song. Before, you know, I go meet my maker. <laughs> Here it is. Here's a better clip of it. Fifty-four you know years ago. Because you know what that sounds like? Uh-uh. The Beach Boys. Oh, interesting. It's kind of real. I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's terrific. It's, normally, so I hate 
Nah, I don't hate. I, I dislike new Christmas songs when they come out. I feel like they're just jumping on the bandwagon. Like the I like the classics, and when I hear that, that sounds like a song I've been listening yeah. to my whole life. It sure does. Yeah. Sack full of toys, girls and boys, find on Christmas morning. I worked all year to bring them cheer. I can't believe that Christmas is here. That's the good stuff. The Fit Show. Fit. Fit happens. Live. Uh, hey, let, let's get um, your minds going today. We're going to play the wrong game. Oh, and believe it or not, you guys, this is a lot tougher than it looks and sounds. Basically, I'm just going to ask you some questions, right? Right. And instead of getting them right, you have to get them wrong. If you get anything right, you are out. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is get them wrong. How hard can that possibly be? It's, it's a hard. lot harder than it seems. It's very so much hard. Harder. <laughs> By the way, play along with us right now at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app. The wrong game is on. Drew, shall yes, you begin? I would love to. Hey, Drew, which animal is famous for balancing a ball on its nose? A cat. What do you clean with toothpicks? Your ears. What stops at bus stops? A train. Name a common pizza topping. Tomato. Dang! Oh! Oh, dang. <laughs> you, were, you, got, you nailed those first three, though. I was killing it, and yeah. then yes. I, tomato just fell out of my mouth. This game is so much harder than <laughs> it What's wrong, Mr. High IQ Head? Why couldn't you even get it right? All you had to do was to get it wrong. I'm telling you, I'm so right, I can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Well, I am very smart, so I'm horrible at this game. <laughs> Claire, See? are you ready? It's our burden. It is our burden. I cannot do this game. All right. All right. Here we go. But I'm, I'm positive. Positive attitude. All right. Again, you have to get everything wrong. And uh, you can't get stumped. You can't like, and you, you know, can't say you can't like, say random words. Exactly. That's you just can't go, thing. cantaloupe. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Bosnia-Herzegovina. I don't think I can say that anyway. All right. Here we go. All right. Round two. Claire, your eyebrows are above your... Chin. Oh, they are. Oh, no. That one is super hard to answer because it was what's what's the correct? It'd be like your scalp is the only thing you could say. Your hair? I don't know. That was weird. Literally nothing you can say. Congratulations. I think that that you were just kicked out in the the quickest round. It was wrong, but it was right. (laughs) Wow. Right at the young, and it all comes down to you. Okay. And before six, just I hope you're playing along with us. See, I have that. I'm, yeah. I'm dumb, so this is not going to be easy. <laughs> oh, come on. Right at the young, and all you have to do is get it wrong. I mean, how hard can that be? Well, right? as you can see. Hey, right at the young, and what sport does Tom Brady play? Soccer. What is Howie Mandel afraid of? Uh, the hair. Give it to him. Go yeah, okay. that's all right. I'm watching you. I think that one's right. In football, how many points for an extra point? Three. You're out. <laughs> what? The extra point is... It is three. No, the extra point... No, it's, it's one. A... Extra point is one. Yeah, field goal. Extra field goal point. three. Yeah, well, field no, goal is... you didn't say is... two-point conversion. Sometimes, isn't an extra point considered a field goal? No, because they didn't say you're going for the extra point attempt. Yeah. That is the field goal you said after extra the point. point. So it's three. The extra That's point one. is one. Oh. But I thought if you get a touchdown, you kick a field goal, it's three. No, no it's, it's one. one. No, it's one. Yeah, six becomes seven. The extra point is one. Okay. Right. It is one early. Extra. All right. Jeez. You just won the wrong game, Fitz. I haven't been right yet. (laughs) I'm going to keep going with Ryder until I get something wrong. Okay. All right. Ryder. Mm -hmm. Which plant gives us cotton balls? Pineapples. 
What's the major ingredient in ketchup? A uh, mustard. I just don't know. He's I feel like really buzzing good you at out. This. I don't know if you. I don't know. You're terrible. What do butterflies like to eat? Uh, potatoes. I think you're saying uh too much. Okay, so no more uhs. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What I don't understand is how come. Okay. I got the question right. that has a million right slash wrong answers. There's literally only one thing on the planet I could have said, which is ceiling. Right. There is nothing else in the world that is is below your eyebrows. He gets what is a butterfly? Claire, I know, yeah. I know. I couldn't answer that correctly if you yeah. gave me a thousand dollars. Sorry. This is the Fit Show. Fit happens live. Fit happens live. live. Yeah, uh, this rant I'm about to tell you about, it was shared to Facebook recently, and and, then it just got picked up on Reddit with the woman's username completely blacked out here. But uh, there's a woman who who was focusing on a female who had a Mickey Mouse pretzel at Disney World, which led her child to wanting a pretzel. But the line for the pretzels was way, way too long, leading to her child having a complete meltdown in a tantrum. I get that. So the woman then insisted... That mothers shouldn't have to wait in lines at Disney World. And also recommended that childless women be banned from Disney. (laughs) Should childless women be banned from Disney? Especially if they're preventing all the kids from riding the rides. She might make a good point. As a parent, I think I might be be with her. I don't think that childless women should be banned. I do think that the children should go first. Nobody is preventing anybody from riding rides at Disneyland. Adults called, just like that. It's called the Fast Pass. Yes, mm-hmm. true. Well, Plan not everybody can. For... Not everyone can afford the Fast Pass. It's free. Oh, no, it's free. Yeah. It's free. Oh, is it true? Free free, yeah. yeah. It's nothing. You go, you, go you get a ticket. Button. It's the greatest genius thing Disney yeah. ever did in the history of Disney. So, th- so how is the Fast Pass free? Like, if people are waiting you, in line. You go and you get a thing and it says, come back at 11. Yeah. So you go do something else. You come back at 11 and boom, you get on the ride. Yeah. Okay, but. Okay, you know what? I'm looking around the room. <laughs> As the only parent in the room, I could tell you that's crap. Because still, you got to leave, go somewhere with yeah. your kids, screaming, uh-huh. crying kids. who right? That's their dream to be at Disney World. Uh-huh. And then you got to come back with them at another time to ride the ride. That sucks. And kids should be, I don't think childless women should be banned, but they definitely need to be put in the back of the line behind the children. See, I've or, looked, or families. Why is she singling out childless women? Because I'm a childless uh, male. Who you shouldn't likes be there in the first place. Okay. My <laughs> girlfriend and I just took a trip to Disney a couple years so ago. See, and you're the ones just jacking it up for all the families. All right. It's a family vacation. I Dear will, Disney, you yeah. are no longer allowed to sell adult yeah. admission prices. You are now say that. selling child admission prices. <laughs> Claire, I never said that. I just... I just said that families should be in the front of the line. Well, uh-huh. here's the- it's 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 the magical kingdom. Let's be honest for the children, here's and the you guys are jacking it up for the parents. Here's one way you can people solve like it. Drew and his woman who'd go down to Disneyland, no babies or nothing. They go there and just block the line. <laughs> well, first off, we don't want to see the babies there either, so we oh, go okay. when schools and you don't want to. Hey, hot tip, everyone. Here's a Disney hack: you go to Disney when schools in. There's way less of those little buggers around, so the lines are shorter. <laughs> Little buggers, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I will say this. I'm telling the, you. the first time I went to Disney with my adult friends without yeah. a child, I did feel weird. Yeah. I felt really? like this was probably not, but you know, that lasted like 15 minutes and then I had a good really? yeah. yeah. time. But come. it is kind of more fun with kids, I have I, to admit. I just think you guys are ruining for for all of us, especially the families. I'll tell you, after going a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, no reason to go. After going a couple years ago with just me and a buddy and yeah. going on every ride in that park in like under a couple of hours. 
I don't care. I'm still going back yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially with the, especially with the new Star Wars thing there. Dude, I would go back every yeah. day. I would yeah. I would leap we love over Disney. It's I would awesome. leap over kids to cut in line. You know for Disney's the Star Wars great ride. when we're all you know Disney's great when we're all just fighting over it. Right. You know, right. We all, exactly. But should families be in front uh and and, and childless women be put in the back? Call us right now. <laughs> this is the Fit Show. Fit happens live. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Now, back to more fits. Fits. It happens. Live. Live. F-I-T with a Z. Now, if you're just tuning in, um, we were just talking about uh, uh, how an angry mother, uh, according to a Reddit thread, wants childless uh, uh, females banned from Disney World in Orlando. And basically, she's insisting that, that mothers shouldn't have to wait in line at Disney World, particularly families and stuff. And I've thought about this, and I'm right there with her. It is re- this Disney World is a place where dreams come true, especially for children. I'm not. I don't think we should ban childless women at all, but I do think that families should be in the front of the line. Period. End of story. And some people are agreeing with me. Some people hate me. What's that one that somebody? What's the one about somebody wants to punch me in the face? <laughs> yes. What'd they say? It says, dear God, Fitz, sometimes the things you say make me want to punch you in the face. Oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> you don't need, to, you don't want to wait in line and deal with the things that go with it. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> what? They don't, what did it say? They don't reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean don't reproduce? It's Disney World. It's the place where you should go if you reproduce. But you're Not- just, you're only reproducing as an excuse to go to Disney is what they're saying. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are suggesting two lines, mm-hmm. like the, the parents with oh, kids family lines, line? and yeah. then the other line. Or as I that's call it, a great idea. I call it the screaming line and the non-screaming mm-hmm. line. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, Heather. It's Fitz. How are you? What do you think? Turn down your radio for me. Hello. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, we oh, we got you. How are you? Hey. Yeah, I totally think that it's bull. I some children don't get to go, and as an adult, you want to go. Yeah, no, should not be children only. I'm sorry, teacher. But Heather, Heather, my, my Mama May used to say to me, my grandma, Mama May, she's she's in heaven now. She would say, "Let them be little. Let those children be little." And if you got a whole bunch of, you know, millennials with no kids or whatever, take and and people, you know, without kids, taking up everybody's space, it's not fair. It's not letting those kids be little. My grandma said the same thing. Okay, then fine. Have a one day a week that is adult only. Yeah, yeah, that's, with no kids. What a great idea! Yeah, that's amazing. Right? I'm cool with that. No screaming toddlers, come on. Yeah, be BYOB. Yeah, Heather <laughs> brings up a great point, though. A lot of people can't necessarily afford sure. it, right? You may go through your life as a kid, and never get to go, and maybe yeah. the first time in your life you get to go is when you're 25. Right, yeah. and and if that's the case, yeah, you know. And then let's you face go on it. That one day a week. Well, where, there's kids. Where there's kids. Yeah. No matter how all of us park goers feel, the Disney Corporation is looking at us going, hmm, two incomes, no kids, lots of lots of spending money. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in, guys. Let's Oh, my God. This is perfect. Jasmine. We're going to chat with Jasmine. <gasps> Jasmine. Hi. <laughs> Princess Jasmine. Hello. Hello, Jasmine. What are your thoughts on this? So I never went until I was 20 years old, and my now husband is 21, and he surprised me by taking me there, and at the end of the night at the fireworks show, he got in front of the castle and actually proposed to me. <gasps> oh! I know, but what does it have to do with the children? Oh, shut up! <laughs> so that's, my, that's my opinion on 
adults shouldn't go, well, if I didn't go, then I you would might not have ever though. gotten pissed, too. Yeah, but at <laughs> least you weren't blocking the rides for some family. You guys were off, and he was taking the knees somewhere. You weren't ruining it for families. I'm sure they that went on rides. True. See? Congratulations. Yes, congratulations on that. I love this text. Uh, I will make a deal with you, Fitz. You can have Disneyland. Just make child-free air flights. The rest of us don't have to put up with your screaming, feral children. <laughs> no. No, I agree with that. I wish we had a separate plane for the kids. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's the Fitz Show. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. For real. Like for real. The reality check. This is the Fit Show. Fits happens. Yes, it does. Welcome to Wednesday. Stand by. In minutes, I'm going to take you straight out of country. And you would not believe what Brantley Gilbert has in every single room. Plus, Clint Eastwood. He's making straight out of country today. What? Yeah. How come? Well, I don't. You'll find out in a little bit. Oh, dang! Pretty country story about Clint Eastwood oh, and squirrels. I guess I'm going to stick around. Clint Eastwood and squirrels. Squirrels. I want to hear this yeah. now. Drew is standing by with the Wednesday reality check. Grim fears over the fates of tourists, including Americans, after the volcanic island they were visiting in New Zealand exploded. One of the found. Wow. Did you see the, the footage of these people on, on, on these boats going right by the volcano and, and they're being pelted by you know lava and mm. rocks and then there are the people on the right on this basically private beach right? yeah it, so this is just amazing. So on White Island in New Zealand there's a volcano that it's, it's erupts every you know a couple of decades. It hasn't erupted since 2001. It's a very popular tourist spot. It's got beautiful untouched beaches. tourist boats come by. There were several Americans there at the time, and, and this is this was a very sudden situation. The volcano went off without warning. There wasn't a heads up on it. Um, several people have died. Many people have received severe burns. They're, they're still like fighting to save people's lives in hospitals. There was one particular couple that, uh, as, as they were being burned, he, mm-hmm. he had called his mother on her cell phone and said, Listen, Mom, the volcano just exploded. We're burned pretty bad. We're going to the hospital. And then that was the last that she had heard from him and I think his wife or fiance or something like new, that. New wife, newly married couple. Yeah. yeah. Oh my now gosh. They, they oh have since been, um, we had more news on that. Okay. that yes. they, they had to go to two separate hospitals. He unfortunately was burned over 80% of his body, she over 20% of her body. So it's very difficult going for them. Oh yeah. Uh, so they to, must have been right there on the beach. Yeah, yeah I believe they were on the beach. Um, I mean, there was. they said there were 47 people on the island at the time of the uh, eruption. To give you some perspective, it's like an uninhabited island. It's a place you go and the boat drops you off and you sort of frolic in untouched nature, mm-hmm. um, which makes it harder because then they, yeah. they have to come and rescue people. So there's really mm-hmm. nowhere to go whenever that volcano was gone. And there's nowhere where do you, to go. Where do you hide in that situation when a volcano? is going off near you can you take any sort of cover i don't think you can i mean maybe maybe if you just started swimming away from the island but you know if if a big rock falls out of the sky what are you gonna do right i mean it's it's just terrifying mother nature you know she's she's the queen yeah all right there you go the wednesday reality check now it's the fit show straight out of country Brantley Gilbert has one of these in every single room in his house. I'm going to kick it off with Drew. Drew, what do you think? Brantley Gilbert has what in his room right now? Every room in his house. A Grammy. Incorrect, Drew. (laughs) Wow. He's just like stepping over the little gold statue. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think he has that many Grammys. No. I don't know if he has one Grammy. I don't know if he has any. Well, maybe they're replicas. 
Hey, man. You got a Grammy for his mammy. Amen. Hey, Claire, what about you? I mean, Brantley Gilbert has one of these in every single room in his house. What is it? A cheese grater. It is not a cheese grater. You can't have enough cheese. Very good guess, though. So good. Right of the young and what do you think? Come on, guys. It's a plunger. It's not a plunger. Why would he <laughs> have a plunger Why in every room? Why would he have a plunger room? in the living room? What's wrong with oh, you? Oh, You never point. know. Guys, Brantley, Brantley Gilbert has a Christmas tree in every room, eh, man? Oh, you know. Really? Even the bathroom? Even the bathroom, eh, man? That's so sweet. I didn't peg the him for that sentimental kind of guy. Well, his wife started uh, with, with the Christmas decorations apparently the day after Thanksgiving, and then <laughs> every tree went up in every single room. So it was like the freaking North Pole, man. <laughs> Early. I mean, literally. They take Thanksgiving dinner off the table, and right at that moment, like the centerpiece is like a little Christmas tree. She's got a Christmas tree in every room. Her dog has a Christmas tree. Her little boy has a Christmas tree. We got a Christmas tree in the bedroom. They're everywhere. The oh. true meaning of Christmas has always been very, very important to me, but the whole hoopla around it was never really my favorite thing. But I can honestly say my wife has changed that in me. Christmas is her favorite holiday, so I'm coming around. I'm not so much Scrooge anymore, I don't guess. I'm working my way out of the Scrooge Okay, role. Brantley. Amen. Amen. You hear that? His dog's got a Amen. Christmas tree. He's got Snoopy out in the backyard. Yeah. Christmas tree in his dog Well, from Brantley Gilbert, amen. <laughs> To Clint Eastwood, you know, Clint Eastwood was on Ellen just a couple of days ago. You know what, Clint Eastwood, he's looking pretty good for 89 years old. He's 89. I thought he's older than 89. He's 89 years old. I thought he'd already hit 90, but right? Mm -mm. Wow. Uh, and and but he kind of starts sounding like like an old man for a a part of it because did he shout any stools? No, but he did talk about how he likes to invite squirrels into his office. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if anybody else has squirrels that go into the office, but he actually puts nuts out on the desk, and they come into the office, and the squirrels hang out they, in Clint's office. They hang for a while, and then they get bored. They, really, <laughs> you know, they get bored. They're not bored. They're just, yeah, but you know, squirrels, are, they have a slight... Attention deficit. Well, yeah. When the nuts run out, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he used to wonder who would want to ever live to be his age. Clint did. When are you turning 90? What's uh, your birthday? I don't think I'll ever tell anybody. Really? It's May 31st. All right. Well, you just did. <gasps> May 31st. Do you care about age? Do you, do you think about, like, oh, I'm going to be 90? Does that matter to you? I don't think about it. I sometimes think when I was a little kid and I used to hang out with my grandfather who was in his 90s. And I thought, uh, Jesus, who the hell would want to live this long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Man, he's the best. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We just took you straight out of country. This is The Fitch Show. Everybody turn it up. Fitch happens live. No rest This is Green Gray Bob. Fitz is my son. I proudly served my country from 66 through 72 with the Army Special Forces. We live in a land of the free because of our brave men and women past and present. This is our troop salute. Brought to you by the proud men and women who serve and who have served our nation. 
And on this show, we salute the troops because we appreciate everything they do. And we call out individuals for their service and oftentimes for their accomplishments. Today, we are not saluting an individual, but a group of service members because this last Saturday was December 7th. And on December 7th, 1941, 77 years ago, American troops stationed at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, were enjoying a a typical sunny Sunday morning. America was not yet involved in the bloody war raging elsewhere in the world. And as usual, America retained a state of readiness. But on that sunny Sunday morning before 8 a.m., the base at Pearl Harbor was relatively quiet. Duty stations were just about to change hands for the day, or just recently had. Off-duty troops and sailors were probably enjoying coffee or preparing for church services, and just a good Sunday day of leisure. At 7.48 a.m., all hell broke loose when 353 Japanese fighter aircraft shattered the calm morning with a surprise attack. And at the end of the furious attack, which lasted about two hours, 2,403 Americans lay dead and 1,178 more were wounded. Many critically injured and and many installations were damaged or destroyed, as well as eight battleships, three cruisers, three destroyers, a mine layer, and 188 aircraft. This salute isn't about the attack or about our response and the United States' entry into the war immediately afterward. This salute is about the soldiers, the sailors, the Marines, and the support personnel who were killed or injured on that day. You know, we were not a nation at war leading up to that morning in 1941, but the risk and the danger was still very real to the people who served this nation. And service to this nation includes an accepted risk. It includes sacrifice and includes honor. Over 3,500 Americans made an incredible sacrifice on that day, and we owe each and every one of them our respect and our thanks whether they are in a forward operating base or relaxing in the barracks stateside, our troops are putting their lives and safety on the line for our way of life. And we live in the land of the free because of the brave. I saw the pictures uh, on social media, you know, all weekend long, you know. One day I hope to see the, uh, it's the Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, is it the USS Arizona that's yeah, still... You can Just s- under the surface. And you know, if you fly over it, you could see the ship from the air. Yeah, you can Google Earth it and see it. I believe uh, uh, a gentleman just passed away three to four days ago. He was uh, uh, alive and at Pearl Harbor, and they took his ashes. They brought him down, and they, they buried him with his brothers. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. Just days ago. We should honor that gentleman, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. The one and only. This is The Fit Show. And now, here's and now, my and now, daddy. It's time for your Why Are You Kidding Me? Stories of the Day. Thank you so much. Always standing by, reporting the news that didn't make the news. If you have any What Are You Kidding Me? stories, send them to me. Go to Facebook, search Follow Fitz out of Las Vegas. Oh, look, a little pigeon in a hat. <laughs> what? Where? Someone posted a video. Of some pigeons in Las Vegas wearing little ti- tiny cowboy hats. What? <laughs> were they at the Jason Aldean show? <laughs> they were visiting town. No, they were not at the Route 91 recent show. Okay. No, they were not. Uh, but they do like country music, obviously. Clearly. Obviously. Claire, these, these hats, though, are making people mad now. Wow. Because apparently everybody's like, oh, look, it's a, little, it's a little pigeon in a cowboy hat. But apparently they've been glued on. 
Oh. <laughs> okay, that ain't right. Oh, that makes sense because pigeons don't have the kind of ears that the hat can set on. Right. Plus, so they can't stay on. Where's a little pigeon? S- little strings on them. Yeah. True. Where's a pigeon going to get a cowboy hat? Really? Where does anyone get a cowboy hat? They yeah. bought it at the Love's Truck Stop. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense. So a group yeah. of animal lovers, they're trying to, uh, uh, to find the birds now and rescue them. At first, I thought, oh, my God, that's cute. And then I was like, wait a minute. How did they get those hats on there? Did they glue them? And then what does that mean for them? Is it something that's going to impede their flight, attract predators? They are basically seen as, like, the homeless of the bird community. I went and I found the original guy who posted it, and I asked him, you know, where did this happen? He gave me the location, and we drove all up and down here yesterday for two hours just handing out business cards to any location where I saw pigeons hanging out and people. Okay, if you see these birds, feed them until I get here. I'm only three miles away, and then I'll come trap him. I, you know, I worry about that lady though. What does she do for, just, for life? Okay, because if that's what she's doing during her day, I yeah. don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's contributing to society. Imagine is it? if she put that same energy into helping people. Right. What I want to think, I'm imagining the people who she drove up and down speaking to. She said she was handing out business cards. She said, if you if you see a pigeon in a cowboy hat, call me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's my like, card. Okay. Look for a pigeon in a cowboy hat. Have you ever seen Home Alone? Yes. You know the little pigeon lady? Yes. 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 That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking about. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. All right, page yep. two. Why are you kidding me? And now, folks, <laughs> another special animal story. I'm going to take you to a beach. This is titled, oh, look, a penguin that sounds like a donkey. At the beach? What? It's, it's a, a penguin. Uh-huh. Yes. That sounds like a donkey. Some guy filmed a penguin on a beach. And yeah, yeah, they're all over certain beaches around the world. And uh, uh, doing a mating call, apparently, that sounds... Again, I do want to say that this is a penguin. But this is the kind of stuff you get only during the What Are You Kidding Me story. <laughs> That's right. Let's see. <laughs> that is a penguin. What? That is a penguin. Sounds like Drew after he has chili. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is that you asking for more chili, Drew? Or is that in my just... special way? Yeah, <laughs> right. that's me thanking the chef. <laughs> hey, excuse me, I was the chili. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that tells you everything you need to know. And there you go, you got the. What, what are, are you kidding, kidding me? me? Stories of the day. You're listening to the Fit Show. Fit happens live. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fit Files. So basically, poor Steve Harvey, yet another uh, reading the wrong thing on the wrong card of the Miss Universe pageant. Last year, it was the winner. Mm. This year, it was the winner of the costume contest. And basically, he said one thing, and the lady standing next to him said, no, no, I won. It's my country. Here's the thing. The Miss Malaysia, who was standing on stage next to him, was told by pageant directors that she had won, and she needs to go out there and get on stage next to Steve when he reads the card. But the Philippines had actually won the online <gasps> voting, which is what decided oh, no. it. That is what was written on the card, and that is what Steve should have read. And that's what he did, did read. read. That's yeah. what he did read. But the Miss Malaysia lady was told, get out there, get out there, you won. And so when he read the wrong thing, she was like, oh, Steve, you read the wrong thing again. She said, actually, it's Malaysia. Right. Exactly. So I feel bad for Steve Harvey oh, now. You know what? He handled it right. He was like, you know what? Back off. He said, yes. y'all got to stop doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he handled it perfectly. Oh, he yeah. did. He did handle it perfectly. So now the question is, 
Why did they do that? Did they, did the did the producers of the pageant feel like her costume was better and they don't mm. care what the online voting was, Ooh. or was there some other kind of thing going? Or do I don't they just want the another another viral moment, right? I, you know, remember how big that, that was last year? It, right? it circulated for yeah. weeks. That's the most attention Miss Universe has had in That's years. So they probably impossible. thought, let's recreate it. What's what is Steve Shrapnel? Come on, man, that ain't right. Poor yeah. Steve. Uh, Steve speaking, can handle it. Speaking of people who who are looking for sympathy and not getting it from me, trouble in Kardashian land. Uh, Kim and Chloe are ticked off at Courtney because she is not working as hard as they are in production of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, apparently, Chloe, Kim, and Courtney have equal contracts for on camera as well as executive producing duties, and Courtney has been MIA, totally slacking on the job. Courtney's response: She needs her privacy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Maybe oh, here, you've got it. You're fired. Guess what, girls? You all get your privacy. Yeah. Privacy poor don't Chloe. pay the bills. I just saw a poor picture of Chloe. She's just, it's like they live underneath the knife. You know, Yo, it's like yeah. she's not even the same person. I, yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah. They feel like they have to do that. You wonder if each of them actually knows who they are and what they actually look like. Underneath like all themselves. That. Yeah. yeah. No, I very much doubt it. And Vanna White, after 37 years of walking around and pointing at letters, actually got to talk quite a bit last night. She made her debut hosting Wheel of Fortune, filling in for Pat Sajak, uh, who needs some surgery. So it's going to be a few weeks that Vanna's there. Uh, Vanna actually did a great job until the very end when she went to give the wheel its final spin, something she's apparently never done before. All right. Well, Rochelle, you're going to start that round, but I'm going to give the wheel a final spin. That wheel is heavy. Oh, no. My first spin. Look at that. Oh, whoa, no, I'm looking at the wrong arrow. How do you do this show? <laughs> I was going to say, nobody knows that more than Vanna, though. She right. has seen that done 250,000 times. Exactly. And yet, somehow, under the lights and all that stuff, she looked at it the wrong way. But I find it hard to believe that's her first time spinning it. Because don't you imagine Pat and Vanna backstage having a couple at the yeah. end of the show and going, hey, let's spin that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you I can spin more than you. <laughs> no, no, oh. She's probably, what, 87 now, and she looks great. She sounds she, great. She's she 60, looks great. She's 62, and she I'm looks kidding. freaking fantastic. She looks awesome. I know. Beautiful, I'm Vanna. very proud of her. All right. There you go. You got the good, the bad, and the Gossip, you got the Fitz Files. The legendary Fitz happens live. live. The Fitz Show. Uh, earlier, I think it was it was it during the good stuff last hour. We uh, we heard this story about this 83 year old guy in Texas. Mm-hmm. His name is Johnny Godinson, and uh, about 54 years ago, he wrote this song called "Christmas Is Here." And this is a true story. My buddy named Eric is a producer in Houston, and he heard about this guy. And he brought him on his show down there and played his song for him. And now it's going viral. Wow. And and other radio stations are catching on. I'm, I'm trying to encourage a bunch of other radio stations to support my 83-year-old friend. <laughs> and tell me what you think about it. It's It's got a very catchy... I love, it. I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too. Can we put this on our Facebook page? They, they actually did a video to it, too. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, yeah, of video. It's called It's called <laughs> Christmas Is Here. It's on YouTube. And check it out, you guys. 83 years old. Ho, ho, ho. What I could do with that. And I stayed up to 3 o'clock in the morning, and I wrote the song, the words to it. Christmas is here. I would love the song to go all around the whole world, and all the children could hear it. I'm 83 now. I want something to happen to this song before, you know, I go meet my maker. (laughs) Oh, oh, coming down the chimney. And here's an extended version of it. 
Christmas is here. Tell me what you think. Ho, 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 coming down the chimney with the sack full of toys, girls and boys, find on Christmas morning, I worked all year to bring them cheer, I can't believe that Christmas is here, oh, 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 yee, yee, yee. coming down the chimney with the sack full of toys, girls and boys, find on Oh, hopefully your kiddos are singing and stuff, but if they're not, there's always something that could provide the Christmas spirit that is sometimes missing in our lives. Christmas shoes. Yeah. And we were having such a good time. Not as catchy. (laughs) It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her sign. What is that, Ryder the Young, and what's that? Ma'am, I want to buy your shoes. For my collection, please. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and your shoes are just my size. <laughs> so, let's go. Fit happen. It's the Fit Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun show today, you guys. Thank you so much for being part of it. Uh, thank you for all the interaction. And this is your show. You make this show, and we cannot thank you enough. We'll see you tomorrow. My name's Fitz. I'm Drew. I'm Claire. I'm Ryder the Youngin. Think big, because you're thinking anyway. And who's better than you? Nobody! Well, that's the end of today's professional broadcast of The Fitz Show. Did you miss some of the show today? No worries. For all things fits and to check out today's PAB, the podcast after the broadcast, just go to followfits.com.